This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1037 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Equestrian Collections. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Shauna Koresh. Shauna Koresh may be known by many of us as the clicker training lady, but she really is the take it out of the textbook and put it in the barn lady. Shauna uses scientifically proven training and teaching methods, removes the science weenie language, and gives horse folks like us amazing tools with which to improve our horse's behavior and performance. Her reward reinforcement training system dramatically accelerates the training process for any breed or discipline by unlocking the horse's natural desire to perform. What results is an incredible bond between human and horse, a partnership based on success. And as if that weren't enough, she's one of the nicest people on the planet to boot. Today's tip is about behaviors that increase in frequency, whether you want them to or not. But first, a word from today's sponsor. It's a new year, folks, so now's a great time to take a critical look at you and your horse's kit. You'll likely notice a few gaps in you and your horse's fall wardrobes. That turnout sheet that's seen its last roll in the pasture. The fleece vest that is well past vintage and moving swiftly towards ratty. EquestrianCollections.com has what you and your horse need Plus, the latest, just can't live without, winter weather gear. Visit equestriancollections.com today for fresh, fashionable, and functional items for your horse. Now, enjoy today's tip. And here we are with our favorite operant conditioning trainer, Shauna Koresh. Haven't talked to you for a little while. How have you been? Oh, I'm doing great, thank you. Your your Facebook page has just been ablaze with posts lately, I've noticed. Um, I'm really enjoying your little bits of words of wisdom that you put up there. Well, thank you. I'm glad. I'm enjoying those a lot. Now, today we're going to talk a little bit about behaviors that increase in frequency. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not so good behaviors and why that happens. So talk me through this, Shauna. Okay, and this is... Um this is just one of the basic behavior principles that works with all of us, not just our horses. But if any behavior increases in frequency, something in the environment is reinforcing it. So this means they're either getting something they want or they're avoiding something they don't want. You know, so the horse who raises his ears up when we try to, or his head up when we try to touch his ears, he's learning for that moment I can get away from that. So I will repeat this and practice and practice this. But the horse who is, I can't even think of a, an example, but, that, but also using positive reinforcement, adding something in means they're getting something they do want. Or let's say a horse is standing in the cross ties and paws and paws and paws, and we come running up to say, don't do that. They may be seeking our attention more than anything. So if that behavior increases in frequency, they are getting something they want or they're avoiding something they don't want. So if you can think about that, and then a lot of times by utilizing positive reinforcement, you definitely systematically can increase the frequencies of behaviors we want to see more of. But it's um, 
but it's really important. If you can just think of that and break it down, it'll really help you to become more aware and be more effective as a, as a trainer and understanding your horse and his motivation. So if we have a horse that crow hops when we ask him to canter left, uh-huh. and we've already come to the conclusion that physically he's just fine because Dr. George over there checked him out and his hocks are good, <laughs> saddle fits, everything's good. But it used to be he only crow hopped when I asked for a canter left um, when he was feeling freshy fresh on Monday mornings. But now he does it during my lessons and he's doing it all the time. So we need to figure out is Charger... Crow hopping when I asked for canter left because um, he doesn't want to canter left because cantering left is unpleasant. Or is he crow hopping because as soon as he crow hops, I ask him to walk because I almost fall off. Exactly. That is a perfect example. And pretty soon he's crow hopping at the trot and he's, crow, you know, it's going mm-hmm. and he's going, hey, I love this. This works. All of a sudden you're not in proactive mode you're kind of in defensive mode you're bringing them back down you're stopping the work so that's an excellent example that's exactly it so if you can just even think about that it you'll you can kind of solve and change a lot of problems if and sometimes you need help you know maybe the crow hopping gets beyond you and all you can do is stop and you need a trainer to come in and ride through that stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah oftentimes i'll tell folks when that have this kind of a problem if you've come to the conclusion that um, now, you'll have to help me out with the terminology. If Charger crow hops because he did it one day because he was freshy fresh and you immediately brought him back to a walk and said, oh, my God, I just about fell off, and Charger's a quick learner, mm-hmm. Charger is getting reinforced because he's being rewarded for the behavior. Yes. Okay, exactly. so that part I've gotten now. Okay, so if... Um, Susie, the show rider, who really doesn't like it when Charger crow hops, <laughs> has eliminated a physical issue. She can take Charger and lunge him and ask him to do canter left departs again and again and again and again and tell him he's a wonderful boy when he does it. Mm-hmm. That's going to help reinforce. Now, is that's going to be, from Charger's point of view... He's going to go, now, wait a minute. Now when I canter left and I crow hop, I don't get to stop work. Mm-hmm. I have to continue cantering. So he's going to crow hop less. Right. And he still may make a distinction that it's when the rider's on that I don't like it. You know, maybe there's more weight or I really get to stop them because the rider's reaction. Like whenever the rider's on, I get to stop. So mm-hmm. they can make a distinction between there. But if you can utilize, like, positive reinforcement through that period, he'll start to think instead of, I don't really like the canner, how can I get away with it? He starts thinking, hey, every time I canner, I get good things happening. You know, I get rewarded or I get something that I like happening. So pretty soon he's going to want a canner, you know. So it's just uh-huh. rebalancing those scales as they get out of balance, really. That's so how I picture it. Now Susie Showrider has gotten Charger to canter without crow hopping to the left pretty consistently on the lunge line. So now she's going to start working through this under saddle. So she asks him to canter. He does not crow hop. So she canters for five strides, 
comes back to a walk and gives him his favorite reward in the whole wide world, which might be a scratch in the withers or a carrot or something. Right. And she repeats that three or four times in the same session. That is going towards rewarding him for getting the canner depart. Yes. And, okay. and there's another side to that, because that's giving him something he wants. But the other thing, he, he's trying to get, you know, the motivation in the first place may have been he's trying to get the rider to not be so proactively riding. You know, he wants to stop. He wants to get the people to, to not do whatever they're doing. So mm-hmm. another tool is to just not stop keep, you know, urging him to go forward. He can't curl hop as much if he's going forward. You know, mm-hmm. that takes a, a slowing down to start getting that, you know, porpoising going on. Right. So that, that's the other tactic that you could use, and that's where you might need a trainer who can really ride through that because you certainly don't want to put yourself in a bad situation. But, but another, so another tool is to just ride through it and not let him get the thing he was getting or the thing he was getting away with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he starts thinking, wait, this isn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So that's how it works when you have a horse where the behavior is increasing because he's inadvertently getting a reward. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And we don't always know it, you know. And that's, mm-hmm. I think the, the, the canner part is a great one because that was actually on my first clinic. Somebody said, wait a second, you know, Susie's horse charger <laughs> used to just buck at the canner, but now he is bucking at the trot. And, mm-hmm. you know, the next was going to be he's going to bucket the walk, you know, mm-hmm. because he's going to go, I don't have to do any of this, actually. Look at this. They get off. And I mm-hmm. guess this is what they did. They would get off and go lunge him. He thought lunging is way better than having the rider on. And it, it was a greener rider. So, mm-hmm. you know, with a greener rider, sometimes we have adversives that we don't intend to. We just, you know, we know what we're supposed to do, but physically, we're going, but look at those legs aren't still at all, you know, or whatever. Right. We're, you right. know, our hands are more abrupt than we would like or something. So... So sometimes it is there, and by then by using the positive reinforcement, you can also get them to be very tolerant of the things that come with a school horse or a green rider, you know, that mm-hmm. they have to kind of tolerate some, some other things. <laughs> <laughs> and different horses, depending on their personality type, some horses are just by nature more tolerant of, you know, this isn't really a lot of fun, but okay. Yeah. And other horses, they're, they're very inner workings they're hardwired to be less tolerant they're the what we call the less forgiving types um i guess those types are a little bit trickier to work through the type of scenario that we're talking about here with Susie and charger yes and that's yeah the more fractious you know or the more sensitive the more touchy they might be is they are a little more difficult because they're just less tolerant you know everything seems bigger to them you know and so they, re- mm-hmm. they react bigger and they that, you know, it can be more startling, or you just get the one that's like, you know, I'm just a kind of a big old brat, and I don't really want to do that, mm-hmm. you know, so you kind of, you know, they're all so different in their personalities that, you know, you just kind of adapt and think, what will be the best plan, and so try something for a little bit, you know, let's say you decide, I want to use positive reinforcement, I'm going to give him, you know, carrot when he's gone for a little bit and hasn't done it, or whatever it might be, try that for a little bit, and, you know, if it starts getting better, you're on the right track. And but give it a little bit of a go, and then you know you might try the other. Maybe you think, no, this time I'd rather just instead. But stick with something, be consistent. But you may decide your first plan of attack is just to try to ride through it. But you know mm-hmm. it can be so many different situations that you kind of need to call it and, and, and think of your horse's personality and and what you're capable of doing at that time. You know maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe riding through it isn't going to be the best 
for, you know, the six-year-old Susie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> maybe know, maybe uh, Susie Showrider, who gets pretty terrified of a crow hop, um, we don't want Charger, because we've worked through it on the lunge line, but now we have to get up on Charger's back. Step one could conceivably be, um, instead of coming back to a walk after Charger has itself a little crow hop, uh-huh. Find something you can do at a trot that is demanding of his physical and, and mental energies. For example, oh, man, but does he huffs and puffs and sweats when I ask for lateral work at the trot. So crow hop, left canter, oh, we don't want that, but don't walk. Instead, we're going to go back and work real hard at this over here. Uh-huh. And so that way he's not getting the reward by walking. Exactly. And, okay. and another really good tool for that particular situation, going on a circle kind of their balance starts shifting and they find you find that they tend to kind of start thinking about keeping themselves upright and stop being you know sometimes that works anyway mm-hmm. that's, that's a good tool but and then yeah. you have those really athletic sorts yeah <laughs> they can do it all like they can do it all they can crow hop backwards <laughs> oh you yeah crow hop, buck rear spin and bolt all in one yeah thing. all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> that that's actually that's a common trait in certain lines of of, of American thoroughbreds. Yeah, <laughs> you can see that running right there. Yeah, well, that is the, such useful information, and um, I'm sure there's lots of us out there that can apply this directly to the charger that is in our lives. Yeah, you know, you just stop and look at it and think. You know what? He's getting worse about that. Whatever it is think what it could be you know and sometimes that really helps us to to get a good plan of addressing it there you go it makes a plan thank you so much for the wonderfully useful information shauna for folks who cannot get enough of shauna koresh kind of like me (laughs) where can they go on the interweb and find you go to askshauna.com and that takes you right to into the website takes you to one particular page but you can navigate around from there and there's lots of stuff on my blog and it's a lot of information there that'll that'll help and give you advice on things if you're watching. you want. You've got a great blog. Thank you. Yeah, I highly recommend it, everybody. So uh, that's it for today's tip. Thank you so much, Shauna, and we'll see you next time. Well, there you go. Thanks very much, Shauna. To listen to all of Shauna's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. All of our experts are right there, alphabetized and easy to find. And as we mentioned earlier, you can also go to Shauna's blog at askshauna.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.